I've been thinking about this for a little while, churn on this, and, and I feel actually this is important as we're thinking about who we are. And actually, I think what I want to do today is really just begin a bit of a conversation, I suppose. Uh, and this is something that we need to work out uh, together because all this stuff kind of has uh, a lot to do with our identity uh, as a church. And um, we, we, we've had a fun time um, over the last couple of months as we've, um, as we've come up with some new visual ways of expressing who we are uh, and our identity. And we've got these kind of uh, sort of nautical flags uh, that have kind of found their way into our sort of visual vocabulary here. And, uh, and it all kind of focuses on, I guess, a little bit about the purpose that we have been planted for here and, and the place uh, into which we have been set. And actually, it's, it's something that is not just happening right now. Uh, and all the things that we articulate uh, about our identity, they're really rooted in hundreds of years of history in this place. In fact, this building um, is going to be 200 years old next year. So we're going to have to have a big party. But, I mean, we don't need many excuses to have a party here, but it's going to be 200 years old, this building. But actually, the, the, the worshipping community here uh, and this place uh, goes back another 150 years, back into the middle of the 1600s, uh, when this, this place... Uh, St. Paul Shabbat was, was found, was planted as a chapel of ease for the people that were here in the docks. A chapel of rest for people that were landing and launching uh, from Shadwell out uh, into the rest of the world, quite literally the rest of the world. You know, this became known as the Church of the Sea Captains, a harbour for people to land and to launch. And this idea of landing and launching Landing and launching. Landing and launching is something that I think has kind of slipped into our vocabulary uh, a little bit over the last few months. And I think it's really important. I think God gives us some of these things uh, in our vocabulary to help us continue to form an understanding of who we are and who we're called to be. The purpose that we have and the place that we get to work it out. And I want to recognize a little bit of a tension in those terms, landing and launching, landing and launching. And I think God sets up these tensions in our character sometimes just to help us think about who we are. Uh, For those of you that have been tracking with us for a while, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, we we begin to talk in the language of bold and balm. You know, those of you who have been here for a little while, you'll remember that, the bold and the balm, you know, as a part of who we are. You know, if you weren't here and you missed that, go ask, find someone who's been here longer and ask them, what's the deal with bold and balm? You know, but this became a really important tension within our character. You know, and I believe that God is talking to us now about landing and launching. And there's a tension between the two because actually you can't really do both of them at the same time. And I guess what I want to say to you today is that they both require both feet. They both require both feet. Whether you're landing or whether you're launching, they both require both feet. You can't do them both at the same time. And as a community, we have to work out how we manage that tension. You know, it's difficult for those of us that stay when we say goodbye to those who go. You know, I mean, it's a really exciting thing, but it's difficult. You know, it's difficult for those who go to sometimes turn around and say goodbye to those who stay. You know, but God is calling us as a community to inhabit both of those things uh, and to hold that 
tension together. And we've talked quite a lot about launching over the last uh, few months. It was so exciting. At the end of January, when we had Church Planting Sunday, and we were able to remind ourselves that actually in the last uh, decade, we've seen an incredible kind of resurgence here in this church. And actually, we've seen four new church plants sent out, launched from this place in the last nine years. In fact, in the last three years, we've seen six young leaders be sent out to become ordained leaders in the Church of England, to launch out. In the last two years, uh, we've been able to commission and and help send families to support our first grandchild church plant. We've also been able to do our first initiative uh, with folk south of the river. And actually, at the end of January, we were able to announce two new things that were launching out from here with Father Bernard and with Jason and Pam later this year. You know, it's an exciting time of launching, but I believe that we need to hold that intention with the flip side of the coin in our character, which is landing. Because unless we know how to land, we'll never be able to launch well. So I want to talk a little bit this morning about landing. And I think this is something that that is going to kind of echo out throughout this year as God calls us to grapple with the tension of landing and launching. And So I kind of want us just to think of this as just the beginning of a conversation about this stuff, really. And as I say, they both require a lot of commitment. My first job was, um, was as a canoeing instructor. Um, I don't know if you know that. I've done a, a few things and, uh, before I got ordained in the Church of England. And the first thing, I got trained as a canoeing instructor. And uh, I used to work at a place called Stubbers out in Essex. I did some work in Wales. I used to teach canoeing out of Myland uh, Climbing Centre. We used to go onto the canal out the back. And, uh, and, I, and I loved it. But one of the things that I, I realised quite early on is that kind of one of the biggest challenges for people that I was taking canoeing uh, was, was always the transition between land and boat or boat and land uh, because you have to really commit to one or the other uh, and I don't know if you've ever done much sailing or if you've ever done any canoeing or uh, you've done much kind of launching or landing in a nautical way uh, but you will know that there's a real problem if you get caught with one foot on the boat and one foot on the land. And the amount of times where we'd had a really successful canoeing session and then some of, my, uh, some of my trainees would come back to land and they wouldn't quite commit fully to getting out of the boat and they would end up kind of straddled between the canoe and uh, the jetty or wherever we were kind of going off from. And you could see people kind of, they get to this decision, they kind of hold it for a moment and then they shake and the, and the boat goes off and there's nothing they can do except for go straight down. You know, whether you are landing or launching, it requires both feet at the same time, and you can't do both at the same time. Uh, And that's really, I guess, an image that I'd love us to hold on to. Landing well, as we think about today, requires both feet. And I'd love you to turn to Jeremiah uh, 29. Uh, There's a really famous verse in here, and we're going to kind of read up to it uh, from the beginning of Jeremiah 29. And whilst you're finding that, uh, let me just give you a little bit of the the context of this story. So this is a time in the Bible where, um, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, it's really a story of, of, of God's people growing into, into a nation. And, and, uh, and it begins with, with Abraham and these stories about a family and a tribe and a community. And eventually God's people become a nation called Israel. And, uh, and Israel has all sorts of trouble and eventually it becomes a divided kingdom. There's north and there's south. Uh, you've got kind of Israel in, in the north and Judea in the south. Uh, and they end up warring with these nations around them. And, uh, and eventually what happens is there's, a, there's another nation called Assyria uh, and they basically rise up 
up and they kind of smash Israel in the north and take them all captive. And then after that, things are, are just getting worse and worse. And then this empire called the Babylonian Empire rises up uh, and they basically kind of sweep through and just take everything. They take out everyone. And, uh, and eventually Israel is demolished. Judah is gone. You know, the temple gets, gets smashed down. And all of God's people, the Israelites, they, they're basically carried off uh, in exile. And uh, kind of key leaders get taken away. And, uh, and, uh, and there's this dark moment where the people of God are kind of taken out of their home. Yeah, the land beneath their feet seems to have just been taken away. And, uh, uh, and it's at this point that we hear God speaking through his prophets. And, and kind of the last uh, chunk, really, the last half of the Old Testament is a series of kind of oracles of, of messages that God is speaking to his people, uh, many of whom are no longer at home, many of whom have been taken away to a foreign land. And, and this is where we, we find ourselves with the prophet uh, Jeremiah. And, uh, and, and he's speaking into a really difficult situation. And what's happened is there's, uh, there's another guy called Hananiah. Uh, they've all got great names, these, these prophets, but actually he's, he's a false prophet. And basically, he's really the voice of comfort, I guess, in the situation. So the, the Israelites are away from home. They're, they're in this foreign land. And then Hananiah steps up and he says, he says hey, you know, here's, here's a message of comfort to you. Kind of don't worry about it. Keep your head down. God's got this. couple of years. We'll be back home. It'll be all right. You know, kind of don't, don't worry about what's happening now because something better is coming really soon, and then we can carry on with our lives in the way that we want to. It's really the voice of comfort. And Jeremiah steps in and he says, no. He says, that's not what God is saying. He says, it's true, you're not going to be here in Babylon forever, but actually I've got a different plan, a different way that I want you to live. And this is what Jeremiah says, just going from verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those that I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may too have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And then he goes on kind of to reprimand the people for listening to the voice of comfort, for listening to the voice that says, don't worry, it'll be all okay in a moment, so don't worry about the now. And then he finishes this kind of amazing kind of uh, sort of encouragement for them with Jeremiah 29, 11, which many of you will know, a famous verse, which says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Hey, let me pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you are a God who speaks. Thank you that you uh, didn't just speak then, but you speak now. Lord, look to just put some of this into practice in our lives. We pray that you would speak to us.
that you'd shape us, mould us, help us to be the people that you are calling us to be. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so there's some good wisdom here. And, and, and it's always good to remember that there's a context to this story, and, and this was God's word spoken to a moment uh, in history to a group of people. Uh, but actually, there's some good wisdom that we can take from what we find here in the words of the prophet Jeremiah. And I, and I think there's some good principles that we need almost more than ever uh, as we see our world around us kind of becoming more and more mobile, more and more transient. You know, every day uh, there's kind of this, this pace that picks up uh, about moving around. And, and I think in the midst of our culture today, we need to know more than ever how to land well. And no matter how long we land for, we need to land well. We need to land with both feet. And you can apply the wisdom that Jeremiah gives here in lots of different areas of life. You know, whether you're landing a new job, whether you're landing in a new school or course, whether you're landing in a new neighborhood, you know, whether you're landing in a new relationship even. But I want to apply this today to us here in this harbor that is St. Paul Shadwell. You know, what does it mean for us to land here, to put both feet down and to land? You know, what does landing look like? Well, I think landing well first of all, looks like building a home. Landing well looks like building a home. Jeremiah says, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. It wants it. I feel like Jeremiah is saying, hey, get comfortable quick. Don't wait around and hope that something else is going to happen. Just get comfortable. Make the most of where you are. Enjoy it. Make a home. Unpack, if you like. One of the things I think I've noticed is there's two ways that you can stay at a hotel. I don't know if you've stayed at many hotels. I've stayed at a couple, actually, this year already. And, uh, and I'm trying something new, okay? So it, no matter how good your hotel is, I think there's one thing which is going to make your stay, no matter how long or short it is, so much better. Unpack your suitcase, you know, you go to a hotel, it's full of empty drawers, isn't it? There's an empty wardrobe and empty drawers. Uh, and actually, no matter how good your hotel is, if your case is sat by your bed, still full of your clothes, you don't really appreciate the room that you're in because you know that you're heading out soon. So I'm trying to do something new. And when I arrive somewhere that I'm staying, even if it's just for a night, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unpack, I'm going to put my underwear in the drawer. You know, there's something nice about having your underwear in a drawer and out of your case, and I'm going to commit to that space. And actually, I find that as I do that, I'm enjoying it a whole lot more. It's almost like I begin to own that place. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm there. I'm unpacked. And I think this is what Jeremiah is saying. Unpack. You know, and actually, when we land here, at this church, I want you to know that this is your church. It doesn't matter how long you've been here or how long you're going to be here. This is your church. These are your grounds. You know, these are your people. This is yours. Own it. Inhabit it. Unpack. You know, we get to have this. You know, what an amazing privilege that God is saying, look, all this is ours. Get comfortable. Quick. Make the most of everything that God has brought you 
into. Unpack your case. Jeremiah goes further, doesn't he? He says to the people of Israel, plant gardens and eat. Plant gardens and eat. You know, sow something, invest something, and take and eat, enjoy. You know, and this must have felt so strange for them. You know, remember they're here, they're in Babylon. This is foreign soil. You know, why would they want to invest themselves in that place? But Jeremiah says, no, this is where you are. This is where you've been placed. Enjoy it. Eat from it. Be nourished by the place that you are in. You know, it's almost like God is saying to them, come on, guys, you can grow something here. And I think that's what God is saying to each one of us. Again, it doesn't matter how long you've been here, and it doesn't matter how long you're going to be here, you can grow something here. If you choose to plant, if you choose to sow, you will be able to reap, and you will be able to eat. It is good for you. Build a home. Get comfortable. Get nourished. Make the most of where God has put you. Yeah, now, of course, it's true to say that the longer that you are somewhere, the longer you stay landed, the more you can build. And actually, there are some of us who I believe that God is calling us to land for the long term, to build for the long term. Yeah, that's so important. You know, we're never going to be a place that's able to launch and able to send unless we've got people that are here landed with both feet who are building and who are sending some of us are called to land for the long time. But I believe, actually, that it doesn't matter if you're going to be here for six years or for six months or for six weeks. I believe you, you can grow something. You can make a difference. But only if you unpack your suitcase. If you don't unpack, you won't make a difference. Only people who land get to build you know, next week we're going to be uh, praying for Father Bernard, who's been here uh, for six weeks. So we're going to be able to, to, to send him out, to, to launch him back into this adventure that he is having uh, in Vienna as, as, as he looks to plant a new church in a Catholic context. You know, it's amazing that we've had an opportunity to partner uh, with Father Bernard and with the, 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 the Catholic diocese in Vienna to see something new uh, launch. We're going to be able to pray for Father Bernard, but uh, by I love Father Bernard. He's an inspiration to me. He's been here for, for six months, and, uh, and he's got unpacked. You know, he's made himself comfortable. He's made a home for himself. He's joined a connect group. He's found friends and colleagues. He's got on team. You know, it is brilliant hearing him preach uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I've heard so much amazing feedback from people who said that they've been encouraged so much by Father Bernard. You know, because he's invested himself while he's here. And do you know what? When, when Father Bernard is launched out, we're going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. Because Father Bernard is someone that came here and he unpacked his suitcase. He's made a difference. And he's not just made a difference here. But actually, it's been amazing to see the way that he's been serving other places in this area. There's an amazing Catholic parish down in Custom House. And, uh, and Father Bernard's been going down there and serving down there and made a massive difference in that parish whilst he's been here too. You know, he landed with two feet and he's built. He's planted something and something has grown and he's going to be missed. 
You know, if and when you launch, make sure that you're going to be missed. You know, if you leave this place, you should leave a U-shaped hole. But you're only going to do that if you land with both feet, unpack your suitcase, and make a home. Every single one of us has that opportunity. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce. You know, and if you don't know how to build or what to build or how to plant, well, to be honest, I think just do what you like, but do it with other people too. Have fun. Do the things that you enjoy, but invite others to do that with you. You know, be hospitable with your Invite people around for dinner. If you're really not sure you can do that, invite yourself around to someone else's for dinner. You know, build friendships. Get invested in, in a connect group. You know, have a party. We love parties. We had two amazing parties here last week uh, for, for Pancake Day on, 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 on Shrove Tuesday uh, last week. Uh, this place uh, was full with over 100 different uh, local kind of mums and dads and kids. As, uh, we had a massive bouncy castle here and we got through about 300 pancakes or something crazy like that. It was an amazing party. Uh, and many of you invested in that uh, and were building relationships with different people from the community. You know, Chris Rice had the idea of throwing another pancake party. And so straight after this pancake party for, for the local parents and families and children's finished, uh, we had another pancake party in the building over there. And people were just able to hang out and have fun together. That's what building a home looks like. Just have fun together. Build relationships. You know, just be able to share the love and the life that Jesus has put in you with those around you. You know, join a team. Serve one another. Serve your community. But do it with both feet. Do it with both feet. See, landing is good for now, but, but actually landing is also good for later. Jeremiah says, when you land, marry, have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they may too have sons and daughters. Increase in number, do not decrease. You know, landing well looks like building a home, but landing well also looks like investing in a legacy. It's good for now, but it's also good for later. You know, this, this church, St. Paul Shabwell, is just an amazing parable of that of people who have landed and invested. I love the fact that we've got a whole load of names of people on this big board, the first board on your left as you go towards the door, which has a list of, of people that gave money to build this building nearly 200 years ago. And they're recorded there on that board. You know, people that invested. And actually, we are here today because they invested then, because they put two feet down and said, I'm going to plant something It's going to be good for now, but man, it's going to be really good for later too. You know, if we land well with both feet, we get to build something for now and we get to build something for the future. You know, when I think about myself, I know that I am here today because of people who invested in me. I think of John and Helen and Andy and uh, Nick and JP and, you know, they're names that none of you will know and they're names uh, of people that actually, to be honest, most of them I haven't seen for probably 25 years. But I know that I'm here today because of the investment they made in me so many years ago. 
You know, and when we land with both feet, we get to invest in something for the future, for future generations. Marry your sons and daughters so that they can have sons and daughters. Increase, don't decrease. This thing gets bigger and bigger as we invest for the future. You know, my challenge for each one of us is what and who are you investing in to see fruit now, but to see fruit later? to you know and actually it may be that some of the fruit that you're investing for actually you might even never see it while you're here you know but what an amazing privilege to be a name 200 years later that people go wow we're here because of that name (laughs) on that board because they chose to invest because they landed well what does it mean to land well build a home Build a legacy. My last little thought for today is that landing well looks like good news for everyone. You know, it's so exciting, isn't it, when we think about launching, when we think about uh, going off uh, to build something new somewhere else. Yeah, there's a real excitement about that. You know, and and actually it's good that we celebrate that. It's good that we we really think about how exciting it is that God is calling us to, to launch and to send out. But you know what? Landing is really good news for everyone. It's about peace and prosperity everywhere. It's amazing what Jeremiah says. He says, Seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you prosper. Simon spoke to us a couple of weeks ago, and Simon spoke to us about the favor of the Lord. You know, really, I guess about this thing of prosperity, we touched on that. You know, if you weren't here, get on the podcast. You know, listen, it was an amazing message about God's blessing, about God's favour on us and what that really means. Uh, And he mentioned at the end that actually one of the amazing things about that is that we are blessed to be a blessing. You know, the the reason God blesses us is that so we can bless others. You know, people that don't land don't build. And I think people that don't land don't bless. You know, we're called to be a blessing to the place that we put our feet down no matter how long we are there if we land with both feet we can be a blessing you know this would have been so alien to the people of Israel at this time who'd been carried off into Babylon against their will and the prophet Jeremiah comes in and says pray for this city this great this city that has crushed your city these people that have crushed pray for them because if they prosper you will prosper You know, and actually we are called to be a people of prayer who pray for everyone around, who pray for Shadwell, who pray for Wapping, who pray for East London, who pray for for the boroughs here in this part of our city, that that we might see prosperity. Because actually as as this place prospers, we'll prosper. We want to see this place blessed. I'm so excited at the moment for uh, just the, the, the way that we are, uh, I guess, stepping in a new way into seeing our communities transformed around here. The relationships that we've begun to build recently with our local council, particularly as we think about some of our local youth work. I'm sure you've been reading in the news, as I have, you know, how much knife crime that we're getting. I mean, it's something we, we seem to be praying week after week after week for the victims of knife crime, for fear on our streets. Knife crime in London is the highest today ever since records began. 
You know, we know there's such huge problems in our city and we need to pray for it. We need to see peace and prosperity here. And we can only do that if we land with both feet and get plugged in to pray and become part of the solution. You know, one of the, one of the most encouraging things, I think, uh, that's happened recently is we've been uh, chatting to the council and Michael and others have been holding this conversation uh, with people here locally about whether we can open up some of the shutdown uh, youth centres that are here around this area. Uh, it's actually seeing different people from within the council uh, messaging one another to encourage one another. This is like council member to council member. We're, we're just seeing these things like CC'd in. But encouraging them to get behind the work that, that you guys are doing, that St Paul Shadwell is doing to bring peace and prosperity here uh, in this part of East London. Uh, you know, there's someone uh, who works for one of the units that, that really tries to combat uh, violent, violent crime and, and he recently wrote an email uh, petitioning someone else in the council saying we need to get behind these guys because they're going to be doing something which is significant, which is going to be making a difference, particularly to a group of vulnerable young men here in this, in this area. You know, it's an amazing thing that we get to be part of the solution by the grace of God. We get to use the things that he's given us. You know, this church, which is yours and mine, we get to, to be here with both feet planted on the ground in order to help bring peace and prosperity here. We get to bless this place. But if we don't land, we don't build. If we don't land, we don't bless. And as I say, this is just... The beginning, I think, of a conversation that I want us to all have as a church. You know, what does it look f- like for us to really be landed now as we continue to journey through 2019, as we push into 2020? You know, what does it look like to be landed, to be building, to be planting, to be growing, to be seeing increase, to be seeing peace and prosperity coming in greater measure here in this part of East London. And, and, and I think the thing that we have to remember in it all is the fact that we get to stand on land that is solid, the solid ground beneath our feet. It's just what we were praying about earlier. It's this trust that we have in God. There's an amazing thing at the beginning of this passage that I, that I read out. It kind of jumped straight out to me. I'd not really seen it before when I began to just start, like to mull on this passage. In, in verse 4, when Jeremiah begins to speak, so this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah wants God's people to know that actually God knows where they are. That the place where their feet are is a place that God ordained for their feet to be. You know, you're not here by mistake. You're here because God has carried you here. And God has called you to build here. God has called you to be part of the blessing here within this part of East London. And he's done that because God and God alone knows the plans that he has for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And my prayer is as we journey together as a community here that we would remember in the midst of everything that that is the solid ground that we've got our feet on. The plans that that God alone knows. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much just for the great privilege that it is to be caught up in your plans and your purposes. 
Jesus, we thank you that you love us. Jesus, we thank you that you love London. And Jesus, we thank you that you have called us to be a part of the solution, to be a part of seeing your kingdom come. Jesus, we continue to lift this area to you. Lord, we pray that peace, prosperity would come to East London. Lord, to all the communities that we represent here. Jesus, we pray against fear. We pray against isolation. We pray for justice. We pray for peace and love to flow like rivers down our streets. Jesus, no matter what it is uh, that we kind of find in our hands today, Lord, I pray that you would help us to use it for your purposes. Lord, no matter how uh, much we may or may not feel caught up in the mobility of life, in, in the transition of life, in the movement of seasons, Jesus, I pray that you would help us to keep both feet on the ground now so that we might invest for now and that the investment that we make now might bear much fruit, both now and in the future. Jesus, help us land with two feet. Praise you, Jesus.